Mike, can you start with the uh, update on how you're feeling? Do you anticipate you'll be back out here tomorrow? And just just where the protocol is overall today going forward with the, the, is the weight room open, uh, normal in-person uh, meetings, all of that update? Yeah, definitely. We're, we're, we're back to a, a pretty normal protocol. We actually expanded some of the meeting rooms uh, just to, to be extra cautious. Um, you know, we've, we've been able to have bigger rooms for our O-line and D-line is, is, is probably the only big change. Um, but we are 100% uh, clear today with the players. Um, frankly, I'm the only one that's not there. So uh, I will return in the morning. Uh, this, the protocol experience has been an education, to say the least, but I feel great. I'm ready to go. It's Frankly, I think it's more of a technicality uh, with the testing process that's keeping me out the, the full the full 10 days. So my, my my arrival will be first thing in the morning. Actually, I think I may go midnight, 12.01 tonight. Is, is <laughs> <laughs> so I know you've been busy, but, I mean, have you gone a little stir-crazy in the room? Have you been able to get out at all? No, I, yeah, I get out. Uh, I take walks, you know. Um, so, yes, it's uh, – I'm not a big fan of the telephone, and this this is, has has really, really, really tested my my patience because um, I feel like I live on the telephone and Zoom calls. So does that mean that Sean Wright has cleared and has been activated from reserve COVID-19? Uh, Sean will he, he's scheduled for Friday. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Obviously. This has been going on for months and months and months, year plus now, but this last week or so, 10 days, what's, as you look back on it now, as you, as you get close to kind of getting out of the cloud, how do you look at it? You're talking about the, the you're dealing with COVID? Yeah, your own personal situation here. Uh, I mean, personally, um, you know, I think like everybody, you have to have, you know, have a plan of action and, 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 um, you know, so I feel real, I feel very blessed to, to, to be able to, you know, get through this pretty seamlessly. I, I frankly, the, you know, the first, the first day was, you know, I had the symptoms of that, but, you know, other than that, it's, it hasn't been, you know, it hasn't been a whole lot for me personally. Um, it's, it's been a bigger challenge just with our family because it, um, you know, went through, you know, four other family members. So, you know, that's, uh, I mean, it's definitely something you don't want to deal with if you're going to avoid, if you're going to avoid it. Um, but, you know, I think just, I'm just thankful that uh, you know, we're fortunate to have the, the resources and, the, you know, and the, and the medical care to make sure everybody, you know, has passed through it properly. So wrap up you everybody in your family. Or I'm sorry. Do you plan on going back? Home, or are you going to stay in the in the hotel for the rest of the season? Um, I'm, I'm going to stay here for a little while longer. Um, we want to make sure everything's right at home. So, you know, we um, just because you know we've had a number of family members uh, have it. So, you know, we we have family members that don't have it. So, we want to just make sure we get our home space, you know, 100% clear before we have everybody back at the house. How are the family members doing? Okay. Everybody's doing great. Yeah, we 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 haven't had any any major issues, thankfully. Mike, I, I doubt you're a silver lining guy, but 
Kevin Stefanski obviously missed the playoff game last year, so uh, number one, you'd like to never have it, but now that it is going to be behind you, um, is there any sense of why it didn't happen down the stretch or in the playoffs? Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, uh, I think that can, that can work for me, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, you know, I, I just, um, you know, I was super cautious, you know, and, you know, I'm, I'm just uh, thankful that, you know, it, it is behind me. And, you know, frankly, I can get back to, you know, to my job full time. Um, it's, you know, it's it's a challenge. Definitely not being there every day, especially what's, what's right in front of us with, uh, with the Washington challenge and uh, this game. But, yeah, definitely, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely look at it as a silver lining that I obviously don't have to deal with it for the next 90 days. Mike, because you were vaccinated and everything, do you feel it's basically just like the symptoms of a of a cold and you're just dealing with the after effects of a cold, or how would you characterize it? Um, no, I, it's, I'd say it's, it's definitely it's different. I think anybody that's had it would, would kind of echo the, those sentiments. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's more than a cold. I, I, I think you have the, you know, the, the symptoms that are, you know, similar, but, um, you know, it's, uh, your energy is affected, you know, early on. I, I frankly, I, I've been, you know, I feel like I've been able to go here the last, you know, four, four, four days or so, so four or five days. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's just such a variance to it. Um, you know, just watching my, my family go through it to see the, you know, the different symptoms that each person has to deal with. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely something you don't want to have to deal with if you can avoid it. Mike, how key is this NFC East stretch coming up, and particularly this Washington game with them second in the division? Well, it's the most important stretch. I mean, it, and frankly, um, you know, we all know why the division games are laid out this way. But in in my view, I, I think it's uh, it's a great course uh, for your football team to to go through. I mean, everybody's put themselves in position after you know twelve games, and then you have a five game stretch with you know with four division games in the in the number one, you know, seed in the NFC. So uh, we need this stretch. Uh, we need it as a team. We need the challenges. We need diversity. We need everything about it. So um, I, I really like the way this is teed up for us. So obviously our focus is on, on this, this first game and only the first game. And, um, you know, we've had good meetings Monday and today. So we're focused on getting the nine wins, and that's all that really matters. But um, I, I think the way the way this lays up and, to get to where we want to go and get to where we want to go, um, I, I love the gauntlet of this of this division stretch. It's, um, it's this is going to give us everything that we need as a football team to to be the best that we that we can be. You talked to us the other day about December football. What what has to take place to have successful December football? What, what makes your what makes your teams in the past good in December? Well, recognizing who you are and staying within that and, and, and playing to that as a strength. Like you know, every team you, you you compete on, regardless of what sport, what age level, you know, there's there's a course and, and, and there's you know things you go through and in, in, in the way you want to play. You know, so I mean, December football to me is really maximizing the complementary football formula. You know, and I, and I think you know we we've done it at a high level. You know, sometimes this year and. You know, I, I think it, we had a really good adversity win 
and and some really good complement football there in New Orleans. So, um, you know, I think the team we're getting ready to play has played very, very well. Have complemented each other, you know, from their offense, defense, and special teams. So, uh, I think the biggest part of this winter football is is the you know your complementary formula needs to needs to operate at a very high level. Washington has tightened up this race in the last month. You had a couple of rough games against them last year. How much of the conversation is, you know, hey, let's take care of this team that knocked us around a little bit last year and, and reestablish this division lead? Well, I think the biggest thing is to get this get this third division win. Uh, clearly, I mean, uh, you know, we, we've had a chance over the, over the weekend to, to go back and have last year's games more, more part of the the cutups for the, the personnel matchups, but I mean, I think you, you also got to recognize, you know, how much our teams change just just from a personnel standpoint uh, compared to when we lined up against you know Washington both games last year. So, you know, that, that's what we're really focused on um, is you know utilizing the matchup tape uh, from last year, and frankly, the the, mo- the most important focus is you know the way they've been playing here the last four or five weeks. Like like Jarwin. He was obviously on injury reserve when he contracted COVID. Back in the building now. What's the outlook for him? Do you expect him to return this season? Oh, I, I think we'll continue to work uh, through that. I, I know he's he's um, optimistic, you know, to, to, to keep working. So uh, I, I don't have an exact timeline. I think the, the COVID the positive COVID test is has kind of you know added another element to it, um, but. You know, I, I just know in our in our conversations, um, actually last night with Britt, uh, we talked about Blake, and you know, so he's he's uh, his feedback and you know his affect has has been positive. Uh, so, but you know, we're, we're obviously going to lose some time there with the with the with the ten days um, as he goes through this COVID protocol. What's the excitement level of getting a Neville and Randy back, and will they be full go today in practice? Yes, um, they'll both they'll both participate today uh, at practice. So, you know, obviously, it's. I mean, yeah, everybody's excited, and I don't think anybody's more excited than both those guys. So, uh, you know, you see them over there working, you know, pre-practice and going through the rehab phase every day. You know, I mean, Neville's put a tr- tremendous amount of working on the side, so uh, just. Just you know, anxious to see him get going and, and have that opportunity. I mean, the week's practice will declare that, but you know, they're both going to be involved today, and so we'll see how today and tomorrow shakes out. And we'll have a, we'll have a better idea, hopefully by Friday, where those two stand. But uh, you know, I, you know, Neville had that a huge injury in a preseason there against Arizona, and you know, and obviously Randy was on a was on a wrecking course and having a have a heck of a year when he you know, hurt the calf. So it, it'd be great if both those guys could go Sunday. Mike, you guys have erred on the side of caution when it's come to injuries like Dak with the calf and Tyron and things like that. Why have you not taken a similar tack with uh, Zeke and his knee what, and what he's been dealing with? Well, I think just like everything in, in, in our business, you you have a process, you know, you have history. I mean, when I look at um, – you know, Dak and Zeke and you know, particularly guys that have been here, you know, you have a longstanding relationship um, with, you know, with our training staff. So, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's input and feedback that goes into that. So, you know, I think you got to, A, trust that process and, and B, every injury is different. So I, I don't think you can just lump them all together. Um, so, 
you know, at the end of the day, you know, Zeke and, and all of our guys are being cared for the right way and, uh, you know, continue to work. And, you know, but, you know, we, we trust the information, you trust the process, and, you know, and you, and you make the right decision. How, how much latitude do you give a player like Elliot who, if it's just managing uh, an injury situation and is adamant that, that he can be out there and he can still work through it, how much – how much weight do you give that when you're assessing just where a player is and whether or not he should continue to play? I mean, it goes back to you know my last answer. I think it's all based off of the, the relationship and you know with the player and and the staff, you know, myself included. So I, I think you you're taking all the information. And you got to remember too now. Um, I mean, you're out there for pregame, pre-practice, and you know, particularly Zeke and Dak just in themselves. These guys do a lot of extra. A lot of extra work, you know, both here at the Star and and uh, you know with outside resources. So there, there's a lot that goes into this. Uh, there's, there's a lot of information that's that's uh, utilized. And at the end of the day, you you know you, you trust the process between the player and, and, the, and the training staff. How much of a benefit do you think this mini buy will have for Zeke? Well, I think it's a huge benefit. I think it's a huge benefit for a whole football team. I mean. You know, we've talked about that. You know, this this three-game stretch, you know, two years in a row is uh, has been a challenge. I mean, there's there's not a whole lot that you know um, that you can, you know, say is not a challenge. Um, you know, I, I think when you when you break it down, and because uh, I know I spent some time this weekend just looking at the scheduling of last year and this year, and just you know. Uh, just projecting that you know we'll be in the same situation again next year. So I mean, it's you know you, you, you know you're just trying to make sure you can you know get the training regimen right. Um, but it is clearly like another bye week, and we we, we treated it that way as you know, it was important for the players to be off Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and we were very particular what we did on Monday, and, and then they're off on Tuesday. So uh, we definitely wanted the full benefits of a bye week schedule, uh, especially to, to let our guys heal and uh, make sure that they're, you know, being brought back into the full speed spectrum of getting ready to beat Washington. Coach, what stands out about Tony Pollard's game right now to you? What stands out? Um, Correct. Consistency. Uh, I think Tony is, is definitely established, a, you know, a running style, play style uh, that he's extremely consistent with. Um, you know his his vertical, you know his vertical cut um, run style has been extremely productive, you know both on offense and in in special teams. Um, but I'd say probably the biggest thing I see from Tony from last year to this year is just he's playing with unbelievable confidence and uh, he's you know, obviously very comfortable schematically what we're asking him to do. But um, he's he's playing with tremendous confidence. He he's never been a, a a big usage guy even going back to college. Do you kind of like the the level you found with him on the number of touches he gets, and, and is this kind of does this optimize what he does for you? Kind of where he is at this level of usage, do you feel? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I, I think the biggest thing when you're when you're when you're playing with the with two running backs is is uh, you know how does the utilization um, affect you know game day, you know, particularly the play calling. I, I think it's you know the flow of Kellen being able to just play with. Zeke or Tony and not having to change, you know, really his thought process 
is, is a huge benefit. And I, I think it's, you know, something, something Kellen's done a really good job with. So, yeah. So, I mean, the, yeah, I, I don't get caught up as much in, 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 in the numbers part of it because I, I think the ebb and flow and the ability to attack and utilize, you know, your, your offensive weapons is always at the forefront of our thinking. Uh, Mike, you've talked to us a lot about unscouted looks early in the season. In your career in December, how much do you like to stick with the general principles where your scheme is versus have your coordinators or yourself mix up what you're doing on offense in December? Well, you got to remember, unscouted looks is not just you versus your opponent. I mean, it's really you know, looks that you know, that are being seen around the league uh, because you know, just you know, sitting in on a defensive installation today, you know, you're showing all these the different you know, combinations of past concepts that, that Washington's running, but you're also showing the trends and the, and the concepts that have been utilized against us too. So it's, you know, it, I just think that, you know, when you get through different segments of the season, obviously, you know, the unscouted look is such a primary focus earlier in the year because everybody has the whole off season and, you know, prep and training camp for that start. But it, it's, it, it also gives you, the, you know, the ability to, stay on top of the, you know, the unscouted looks around the league. So uh, this time of year is really, you know, you get into December football, you talk about complimentary football, the, the, the heightened um, importance of execution, you know, winning with fundamentals, you know, beating tech, you know, beating the other guy's technique, um, you, know, you know, not thinking you're going to be playing with, you know, the prop, you know, with the leverage point on pre-snap every single play. So, you know, and that's why it's the hardest football of the year. This is the toughest football of the year, and this is when, when you know, when teams kind of separate from others, and and it's it's a lot more difficult to win these type of games. Mike, you went, you said obviously you went through it last year, and history tells you you'll do it again next year. But other than the the four day obvious difference, what is the difference between the full bye week, bye week, where you're basically two weeks before you play again, and what you're experiencing now with the ten days? I'm sorry, I had a really hard time hearing, hearing your uh, question. Can you, can you repeat that, please? Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, what is the, besides the obvious four days difference, the difference between the bye week where you're getting a full two weeks and what you went through last year and, and now going through, obviously, again this year with the 10 days between games? What is the difference in terms of uh, preparation and things of that nature and how you handle it? Well, um I mean, the difference would be, you know, the, the total time off, I think, stating the obvious. But, you know, um, I, I would say there's a lot of similarities um, you know, coming out of the, the, the bye week, you know, earlier in the year. You know, there, there was a big bye week presentation that that um, that I'd, I'd put together for the whole team and covered, you know, a list of things, um, A through Z. Um, frankly, I'm – I've done the same thing over this bye weekend, so I've treated that part the same. I'm actually going to wait till tomorrow or Friday to to get through that because I want to do that in person. Uh, so, you know, so from the point of what you're trying to emphasize, uh, it's probably a little different what you're emphasizing, but you're you're definitely in a reboot mode and, and make sure you're, you know, setting the you know the trigger points on what you feel is most important down the stretch run. So I think that's the same, um, but. You know, it is a little different time of year. I mean, you know, we're we, division games are 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 different than non-division games and un, uncommon opponents. So, 
Um, you know, I, I think just the way the league has laid the schedule up here of late with all the division games, um, you know, at the end, it, it puts you in a, in a division game planning mode, which is a little different than the than the other games. So I would say those are the two things I see. Do you feel Lyell has earned the starting right tackle job moving forward? Every 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 player earns these opportunities. Yeah, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't really follow the question. Oh, um, well, I suppose. Can you evaluate what you've seen from Lyell when he's been at right tackle, and do you believe, based on his play, that it's merited and it will be maybe even that he will be the right tackle moving forward? I think when you just look at the whole scope of the offensive line uh, participation this year, you know, I, I think number one we have a lot of competition, uh, which which is which is obviously a good thing. Um, we've recognized, you know, the competition with, with, with opportunity, uh, so you, that's obviously recognized with the uh, with, with some of the lineup changes that we've had, not due to injuries. So, yeah, so that I mean that that part hasn't changed. Uh, Especially in particular, you know, Lyle's case. Just to be clear, will Lyle start on Sunday? <laughs> Say again. Will Lyle start on Sunday? Just to be clear, we don't announce starting lineups on Wednesday. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Let, let me let's try it one more way. Is there, is, <laughs> Mike, do you see any sort of philosophical conflict between, on the one hand, coaches for the last hundred years saying we need continuity in the offensive line? And now you're rotating offensive linemen. Well, I, I mean, there's there's a lot that goes on in between your two statements. You know, I mean, continuity is is something that you would hope breeds consistency. You know, that, that's the reason why you want to be you want to have continuity. But at the end of the day, this is a performance based industry, and you know, when you feel like you know opportunities are are deserved or are in line through competition then, you know, that's why you may or may not make a change. And that's that's part of the that's part of the, you know, process that we're in right now. Mike, you know, has George Edwards talked with Duke uh representatives yet and how do you handle all that going forward and what kind of candidate would what do you think he would be? You know, I I I think George is an, an unbelievable football coach coach. I've, I've really enjoyed having him on the staff here these two years. Um, you know, as far as me speaking on other opportunities, I, I don't think it's my place, but I think Duke would be um, very blessed and fortunate to, to to have George if that's the direction that um, they're going to go. I, I can't I can't say enough about him. Uh, I've had a chance to coach against him a number of years in this league, so I, I've always admired him and, and enjoyed the you know the competition from him from the other side of it, and, and now just that you know the last two years, I, I think he's a I think he's a fabulous coach. Donovan Wilson, um, kind of a similar question as Jarwin earlier. What is his rest of season outlook in terms of being able to return from injured reserve? I'm sorry, Michael. Did you say Donovan Wilson? I did. Yeah, I think he's. Um, I think next week we'll we'll have a better idea exactly where he is. I know he's got some uh, he's got some things here in, in the near future as far as tests and so forth. But uh, my understanding, he's progressing well. Mike, yesterday each of the NFL teams announced their nominees for Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, and Dak, of course, is the Cowboys nominee. You've been around some superstar players in your years. How do you 
see Dak the way that he uses his platform here with the Cowboys? Well, I, I think it's uh, I think he does a tremendous job of that, and, and and you know I think he'd be an outstanding outstanding nominee for such a prestigious award. Uh, I, I just um, you know had a chance to be around it, you know, with the with the Walter Payton family, with, you know, what that what that means and what it represents, and and I think Dak Prescott represents that to the to the to the highest level. So um, I just the the maturity, the, the the ability to to speak on the challenges of his life and and the way he puts himself out there, um, I think he's unique and, and special, and uh, very proud of him for that.